Well, this might be one of the last podcasts of the season and the last of the year 2022. You can still see us occasionally, every once in a while, on the Twitch at twitch.com slash Media, where we're having fun. Doesn't matter what time. It's every time, all the time. But now, let's get to the last pod of 2022. Of course, amazing. of course. Great timing by the dog. Um, as you can hear, JJ is no longer with us. He is a dog. <laughs> he is a dog. That we're was work- the intro. <laughs> we're working super hard to get this fixed, but honestly, um, he's cuter this way, so we might keep him. Um, anyway, uh, it's producer Ian. Hi. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Daydreaming Ian. That's with a G. Uh, yeah, we also have uh, Ryan here. What's up, guys? R O K K O Rocco 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 Daydreamer, and of course we have uh, DJ Mayo, otherwise known as Keone. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody of all denominations. Oh my goodness, it's so good to be here. It's almost the end of another year in existence, and ugh, good riddance. Oy, oy, oy. Um. And if you want to hear my farewell see tweets of the year, the last ones that can be recorded and put, noted for posterity in the year 22022 of the Gregorian calendar, go to the Muskian Twitter at Daydreamer Keone. You made Twitter sound disgusting by calling <laughs> it Muskian. Makes it sound yeah. like it smells. Well, it, I don't have to like. I don't think I need much help in making it sound disgusting, but I, I can. Do, I just do my part. I do my part. All right. Um. Well, why don't we uh, let's get into the news? Keone, I'm going to let you read this first bit of news. Um. Okay. The Washington Commanders will start the future. Carson Wentz. At quarterback this week. So bye-bye Heineke. I'm so sorry. Your your six-pack is out. It's drained. It's gone. It's time to bring back uh, big old Carson uh, versus whomever they're going against this week. And so, yeah, he'll be Cleveland. Cleveland, that's right. Um, So we'll see. Uh, big Ron Riverboat Ron thinks uh, Carson Wentz will get the job done and we'll see. They need to they need to win. They really, really need to uh, win to stay in the playoff hunt. Uh, does this affect uh, Dotson? I don't think it does. Because well, I think we're going to talk about him later, but I think it also Fair. I think it affects Terry the most. Mm. Good or bad? He's- well, bad because I think Terry, I think Taylor gave Terry more shots. Yeah. So, but Carson Wentz does have more passing yards per game this true. season. That's comparatively. Yeah, so I understand. Yeah, he also has a game versus the Lions in there, so you know, imagine <laughs> that sprinkle that in. 
Uh, Colts will stick with Nick Foles at quarterback. Yeah, big dick Nick in that. Let's go. This just <sighs> this just screams to me. We don't. We don't. We don't want care. to play this season anymore. We're just done. Yeah, we've given up. Who cares? Yeah, the, the Colts have given up. Michael Pittman going off this week. Uh, Will the Colts play? Will the Colts play? Um, Let me check this out real quick. Uh, Giants. Giants. Oh, you know what? I'm calling it right now. Michael Pittman. 100 yards, a touchdown. Nick Foles, giant killer. Are you lying on the line tonight, boy? I, are you uh, just... Are you Nick Foles doing- is beating the Giants. That's what I'm telling you right now. Michael Pittman's going 100 yards and a touchdown. And Nick Foles is beating the Giants. Are you doing that because of history or just to make me feel bad about him not doing that in the semifinals? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of A. Yeah, a little bit of B. Uh, Seahawks plays tight end Will Disley on IR. No! No! Why? Why, Will Disley? You know, no. huge, ah, huge, uh, huge news here. Will Disley, obviously tied in number something on the season. Not a huge loss. But it does make uh, Noah Fant maybe a little more interesting to stream this week versus the Jets. And they're a major revenge game for Geno because now there's one less tight end to take away those snaps for Noah Fant, who is a good receiving threat. I remember Tyler Lockett. I don't think he's playing. I think he still has messed up with has that broken finger. Mm-hmm. So it could be a DK and Noah Fant, you know, type game. game. To be fair, though, the Seahawks do have 95 tight ends on their roster, it feels like. <laughs> yep, I can't wait till Cody, whatever his name scores. Yeah. What's Cody? Cody, Cody Par- Parker? Yeah, I think. Cody I, Parky? Parky, some, something yeah, like that. Yeah. He's going to score. Oh, damn it. I can't believe he just figured that out. Um, Anytime touchdown bit? God, no. Can't. No, can't. Uh, Cowboys I, running back Tony Pollard did not practice on Wednesday. He's dealing with a thigh issue. Um, I think he plays. It feels like it would have been limited if they played on Sunday, but since they play on Thursday, they're definitely mm. just like, yo, don't practice, rest it up. We need you. Zeke's fat, so. Um, uh, Zeke, are you still starting Zeke's, him? Zeke's thick. He still plays, yeah, yeah. Did I just didn't you hear me list off all the Titan injuries? That yeah, is true. Yeah. You got you gotta take your chance here. Tony Pollard's been too hot for you to bench him. It's yeah. a great matchup. It's it's yeah. And then uh final bit of news, which isn't really fantasy related, but JJ Watt announced he will retire at the end of the season. JJ JJ put that in for the JJ shout out. Mm. That's all. Yeah. Good job, JJ Watt. Oh yeah, great career. And he's teased you a watch, brother. Yeah, come ha- on. Ha- Hall of Fame. Deserves it, you know. Man finished second in MVP voting, I think, in 2014. Mm. Oh, yeah. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Oh, yeah. Easy. Yeah. He, yeah. Only played for ass teams. Oh. Good career. Yeah. Yeah. Like a <laughs> hey, hey, hey. That, that Texans team was... Do you remember when that Texans team was up, I think, 24-0 on the Chiefs yeah. in the playoffs? Yeah. And then Patrick Mahomes appeared and was like, no, <laughs> we're going to yeah. win this game like 45-27 to 27 or some shit. Yeah, uh, that's it for the news, unless there's something I'm missing. No? 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 Okay. Um, Let's get into our next segment, uh, Start Sick Questions. You've got questions, we've got answers. All right, so if you ever have a Start Sick Question, you can DM us. It's a little late on the season, but we'll be here next week still, if you're doing like a 
two week championship. Um, so these questions are usually straight from people who have asked us on Instagram, Twitter, in the Twitch chat, anything. So first one, Jahan Dotson versus Cleveland or Gabe Davis at Cincinnati. Now I'll say this. I would tell you not to start either one of these guys. Right. Fair. But the way I feel is that I thought Dodson Gwens had a good a good connection. Thing about Gabe Davis is that he shows up in big games, and this is a big game on Monday night. But Diggs was quiet last week. And when you have a when you have a receiver that was you know number one receiver, a top five receiver that didn't get no love, they're probably gonna force you in the ball. I think this is actually a Diggs type of game. So I'm going to go John Dotson here just because I don't think Davis is going to get more than five targets. And I, I don't, if you told me Diggs ends up with 10 to 12 targets in this game after a game where he's had like two receptions, it makes sense to me. It's, it's been like two games for, for Stefan Diggs. Another, another big uh, guy who would have been really nice for him to show up this, this past week, but we move on. I digress. Um, it's Degrassi. That's what you meant. Sorry. Oh, you're right. I'm sorry. Drake. Uh, both. I think both of these guys are boomer bust. You know, Gabe Davis has a slight, like a slightly higher floor than Jahan Dotson. But I think Dotson, I like him a little bit more just because he, he gets touchdowns regardless of who lines up behind center. And so, cause like with Carson Wentz, he had four with in three weeks or something like that, or however many weeks, four and four. Um, and then, uh, Heineke, he had like three and three. Um, I think he can sneak in while the focus might be on Terry. Uh, but yeah, I like chance. I like the Dahan 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 His chances of getting a touchdown more than Davis. Um, you know, we've seen just Stephon Diggs, you know, throw tantrums before and then get the ball subsequently. Um, so that's a really good point. And also, apparently, yeah, those aren't like, tantrums. Yeah, let people know. Hey, you gotta throw me the damn ball. It's Stefan Dix. Right. So you got to throw him the damn. damn ball. Let's be real. Um, also, apparently, he figured out or found out that cooking is hard, or like cooking for yourself is difficult. So, uh, he maybe he's motivated, you know, to earn a little bit more bread. I I, I don't know, but yeah. So I go Jahan Dotson. Um. I agree with the point Ryan made. The only thing that ever worries about me is you're right. Kelsey or not Kelsey. Stefan Diggs could have a 10 reception game. And then Gabe Davis is like, Oh, he only caught three passes. Well, three passes, all deep, all touchdowns is kind of shitty. I still am going to go with Jahan Dotson. Uh, since their bye week, Gabe Davis has had one game inside the top 30. Every I other Dawson Knox kind of took over the he did the, the number two role for that team. Uh, yeah, it's definitely. Uh, I think teams really wised up. They started at the beginning of the season, but they really have gotten even more wise to prevent the big plays. And it seems to be the only team that can still have the big plays is Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill, and that's just because they're the two fastest receivers in the league. Okay. Well, that's just because AJ Brown Moss is everybody. It doesn't matter if you have somebody there. AJ Brown is just like, it's mine. So Gabe Davis doesn't have a chance to get open because they're shadowing deep. Um, I got to go with Jahan Dotson the past three weeks. He's been 18, eight and three. I have to look it up again, but he's been, he's been top 24 the past three weeks. Gabe Davis, the past nine weeks has been top 30 once. 
and that was week 10, and he was 8. Besides that, 60, 41, 33, 66, 38, 64, 45, and 32. Like, he's, it's, he's not getting the ball. So I yeah. think that's a clean sweep for her, Jahan Dotson. Just to, to kind of add to that point, six or six top 24 finishes for Dotson, four for Davis. So, uh, Exactly. That's crazy because Dotson was out multiple weeks. Incl- yeah, including him being out multiple weeks. So, Yeah. All right. So we all agree Dotson there. The next question, Latavius Murray at Kansas City or Hassan Haskins versus Dallas? This one's especially I'm hard. Murray. I think it's not that hard. Murray. No, I'm just saying this one's especially hard because Hassan Haskins plays tonight. And so you really have to make the choice to play him on a Thursday night versus Dallas or wait until Sunday to maybe see if you don't want Latavius Murray in your lineup. So, um, yeah, I'm telling you, it's not that hard, buddy. I, it's like, just not Haskins. I think the only viable option or reason you would go with Haskins is if you are a really degenerate, bad gambler. And if that's the case, then you probably shouldn't be playing fantasy football. I don't know, but that's the only viable reason I can see you playing Hassan Haskins versus this incredibly tough defense. Um, and in a week where it's just, it's not going to be good, you know? And so you're really hoping for a big, a huge, like probably the biggest gamble of the season, I would say in the, in the fantasy championships with a guy who has not started this season yet. And who is in his maybe third or fourth game really getting touches in this season. Um, but you know, Latavius Murray, it's, it's also like, it's a relatively good matchup, but I think he needs touchdowns. And I can see Kansas City, they don't really give up touchdowns. Um, so he's going to either need one or get over 100 yards. Um, that might, both might be difficult, but still, regardless, Murray, Latavius Murray, um, doesn't matter. I mean, the, the, here's my thing. The Titans have scored more than 20 points once over the last five weeks. They are punting the game. Mm. There might be some volume for Haskins. But if you told me that Dallas allowed more than 12 points, I would be so fucking shook. It would literally <laughs> blow my mind. Uh, I would ask, right. I would ask you to uh, Dak Prescott throw a pick six. You know, like <laughs> the thing is about the thing about Murray the Broncos had their one of their best offensive games versus the Chiefs. I mean, Russell Wilson was the first time he cooked all year before he got the concussion. So if you give that type of offense a chance, again, with the fired coach, that little boost you get, I think Murray has a way better chance to score, man. I, I think there's an absolute layup. If you start Haskins in your championship game and you lose, you're going to feel like a fucking idiot. Mm-hmm. Don't do it, bro. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. Like, yeah, it's you. You would be forever known as the person who's like, remember, remember, Meyer? He started well, has got me 2.6 and, yeah, and the champions Murray got me 12. And yeah, 12 isn't good, but 12, I mean, I'll take 10 more than two. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, this is no debate. I, I think this would be not even a great debate, even if Hassan Haskin was going against like a dog shit run defense, but the Cowboys are a good run defense. They're the fourth best run defense this year. I mean, not in yards, but like total fantasy points given up to running backs. They're the fourth best. So, um, once again, Latavius Murray, all three of us plus Latavius Murray hasn't been doing terrible this year. Mm -mm. No, he's a good back. He's just old. Yeah. 
He's, I mean, he has the volume. He's sometimes. a good number two back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The problem is he's just the team's number one. Mm. Yeah. All right. Let's go with the last one we have here. Marquise Hollywood Brown at Atlanta or Jacoby Myers versus Miami. I'm going to go Marquise Brown uh, at Atlanta here. And I'm going to say that because Cole McCoy is back. And this just seems like a game that the Cardinals would win for some reason. They're on the road. They play better on the road than at home. Um, Colt McCoy gets the ball there. And I just like saying Colt McCoy. So I'm going to pick Marquise Brown. Good, 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 good. Um, I'm going to go Jacoby Myers. Uh, I know Atlanta is a much better. <laughs> it's not even it's it's a much it's a good matchup. Um, but Miami's not a terrible matchup for um, Jacoby Myers. Um, he gets pretty consistent passing work, you know, and he is able to find the end zone. Um, I, he wasn't completely in the doghouse after what he did. So that kind of lets me believe that they, like, if he was just gotten zero targets, you know, in the, these past two games, that would like, I could understandable. And that would maybe change how I feel about this, but he's still getting relatively the same work. And so he also has gotten in the end zone as of late. Um, and hopefully, hopefully uh, Mac Jones has convinced or somebody has convinced Patricia, Matt Patricia to throw the ball downfield because God knows we've seen Mac Jones wanting that. Like he is not shy uh, about his emotions in that regard. Um, so hopefully they're able to move the ball downfield um, and Mac Jones, they just let him do what, he is able to do, you know, cause this is starting to come up on fewer and fewer chances to get into the playoffs. And so they're right on the cusp. So they might have to start doing some stuff that they haven't, which has been playing good offense or, you know, throw, they might have doing, to think about playing some good offense here. If they want to have a chance. Um, yeah, I, I say Jacoby Myers um, just cause Marquise Brown, I don't like those short passes that are going to go to him and He's a short guy, like we said. This one I actually have a little difficulty with. Um, I think I got to go with. Um, holy shit, Ryan! I don't know what's going on, but we can hear everything. Okay. Um, I think I got to go with Marquise Brown. Still, the matchup's better. Colt McCoy gets more passing yards than Mac Jones. Mac Jones, even if Mac Jones is mad that they're not passing it downfield, Mac Jones has not looked good. Hmm. Like even passing it short, he's just not looked that good this year. So I got to go Marquise Brown. He's to me more likely to get a touchdown against Atlanta than Jacoby Myers is versus Miami. Um, and uh, at this point, I got to go with somebody who's a who's just a better talent. To me, Marquise Brown is the better talent than Jacoby Myers. And it's weird to say, but I think I'd rather have Colt McCoy passing the ball because Colt McCoy will at least like pass the ball decently well. So Marquise Brown goes and wins that one. Um, yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. This one is our championship week segment. 
that is from Ali. If you want to, if you were curious, oh, uh, I so, know that actually, yeah. So this is what player are you happy that you drafted or you're looking or looking to draft earlier? Who prepared? Oh, uh, what player are you happy that you drafted this year or you're looking to next year draft earlier because they propelled you to championship week this year? I'll start us off here. I'm going to go Josh Jacobs. Uh, he's a top five running back in fantasy this year. And you got him in the fourth or fifth round. The volume was there. JJ told you. And I mean, realistically, we haven't seen this volume in a Joshua Daniels system in a long time, but he got it. And the thing is for me, if he is even on another team next year, I think he's just a talented dude. Yeah. And, He's able to break tackles. We saw in Seattle where he basically carried the team with a bad calf. Like, I mean, it's just he's a very good running back. The volume is there, and if he gets the volume, I, he's just going to succeed, man. Like, I'm not, I'm not drafting him in the first or second round next year, but he's a third round selection in my eyes, very easily. Where we thought James Carner was last year, but I think he's better than James Carner was, you know, during last draft season. All right, quick question, quick answer. So he's. He's supposed to be, he's moving on. He's not going to be in the Raiders next year. Pretty much. What do you think the best? Well, maybe. Well, okay. Well, what do you think the best landing spot is for him to where maybe, maybe depending on the landing spot that propels him to like late second round versus third round right now for you? Well, that's a great question. I am not that far ahead. Uh, Maybe a team like Atlanta, a team that likes to run the ball as much as them. He you don't think they're the Josh Jacob? Sorry, he can be the Derrick Henry to Arthur Smith system of but, being the back that's very aggressive. But they I mean, have they have Algier. You don't think that he'd go straight into a committee there? Not saying Cord- Algier. Hey, yeah, but they might want to work Algier, and he he's had a good rookie campaign. Maybe a little bit. They work in uh, Denver. No, Javante Williams. I forgot about Javante Williams. I'm so sorry. I completely forgot. He's been injured all year. Um, I'm just trying to think of a good one. I am pretty sure. I think he's going back to the Raiders, but Fair. I think Atlanta power run system. And I mean, if Alger takes five carries a game, six carries a game, I think Josh Jacob is still a better pass catcher than him. And Cordell and Cordell Patterson's good, but he's not getting that much the work. Bucks. Uh, maybe. I mean, yeah. why are you going to go to the Bucks after Tom Brady? I think, I think their problem is their line is it's not their running back talent. What about uh, the Ravens? J.K. Dobbins. Yeah. You, okay. You think he's the solid, like, clear number one? Well, no, he's just continuing forward. He's under contract. Okay. Yeah, I, I also, Edwards and J.K. Dobbins. I just okay. think their running backs have struggles because they they don't game plan for their running backs as well as they mm-hmm. do for Lamar Jackson. Okay, let's move on. I'm going to go. J.J.'s pick was Kenneth Walker. Um, definitely taking over this backfield. Uh, even though he had to wait for Rashad Penny to get injured, it it's his to lose now, especially next year. At worst, I think next year it's it's a committee where he's one A and then Penny is one B. Or I do think two. they bring back Penny. I don't know why. I think they like him. They like him. Yeah, he's he's a so good runner. I but think he's a clear number two. I think that yeah, Penny is is going to be their change of pace back. It's going to be a little less Walker because NFL teams don't like to grind players down. Um, unless they can like Derrick Henry. So it's going to be Kenneth Walker next year. He's going to be the number one. Um, 
And he really showed how special he is. So, Keone, who's yours? Uh, it's going to be a guy that I drafted and has been me- with me the whole time and probably was the best player that I drafted. And, you know, a clear guy that's like, he is responsible for me getting to where I was at in the season. And that's Jalen Hurts. You know, it's obviously when guys are having those, the type of season that he's having, it's going to affect you fantasy wise. And at a certain point, it's like you, you know, it's people are like, oh, of course, because you have so-and-so on your team. It's like, yeah, I, I know. And so you just kind of have to take that for, for what it is and just accept it and not have to apologize for it. Um, but what more can be said about Jalen Hurts than already has? I mean, I was only able to get him in one league, but he really, really helped in that league for sure. Um, he's an MVP candidate this year. Um, if he played, you know, every game, I think he would definitely be a front runner. But I think these not playing these last few games or, you know, to be seen is probably going to take him out of it, unfortunately. But he's had 11 top five finishes this season, which is more than any other quarterback. And he's a top three fantasy option at the position. Um, he's gotten it done through the air with some amazingly accurate passes. Um, you talk about AJ Brown mossing people. He has thrown it into, you know, the the bread basket of AJ Brown uh, so many times a season and Devonta Smith. And it's his accuracy has improved tremendously. You know, he is a much better player than he was even a year before. And I think moving forward, he will just continue to get better. Um, he does it on the ground as well. Of course, that's one of his big things. Um, he has 35 total touchdowns. I think he has 30 or 13 on the ground, which is just one away from tying Cam Newton's record NFL record for, uh, quarterback rushing touchdowns in a season. Uh, he propelled me from a losing record at like partway through the season to actually making the playoffs. Um, and I lost in the semifinals, but you know, it could be because he was he out. Was, he wasn't not. there. He wasn't yeah. there, but he, I, I would have lost by more. But um, he definitely helped my team get there. And so I can't, you know, he's ride or die. And, you know, he's he's like the starter in, in Pokemon. When you the first one you pick and you keep him through the whole game up through the Elite Four and the championship. And he's in the Hall of Fame and he is my uh, my best fantasy friend. So Jalen Hurts. Till the end, I will be with you. We will go where our dreams come true. All the times that we've been through, you will always be my best friend. I'm glad we got serenaded by that. Uh, I think it really goes to show how uh, Jalen Hurts is for fantasy because... I don't know if you watched the last game that he played against Chicago, but he ran three QB sneaks in a row (laughs) to get the touchdown. They want him to have those touchdowns down in the one one yard line. They don't want to give it to anybody else. So it is Jalen Hurts. Um, All right, let's move on to our next segment, uh, which is start your studs. Uh, These are who are you starting? So fucking quick. (laughs) I gotta be they're they're quick on the copyright strikes mm, they need their money but i didn't even know what drop is to be honest that was so quick oh yeah some of them are faster than others the grinch we had some leeway uh who are you guys starting to bring home your championship this week i'll go with jj's first this one's actually gonna hurt me a lot to say but tyree kill and jalen waddle 
Uh, I was wrong at the beginning of the season. I thought one of them would be fine and the other one would not be as fine, but I've been clearly proven to be a fool and their quarterback two and, or sorry, wide receiver two and wide receiver seven on the year. Um, they're just both really good. They still both get it done. Waddle has had more of an up and down season, but when he's up, he's up. Hill has less so had the up and down season. You know, every wide receiver will have a bad game here and there. It's just the nature of the beast. It's hard. It's harder for wide receivers to get volume than it is for running backs. You can literally run, give your running back the ball 20 times. You can only throw it to them and have them catch it. However many times they can physically catch it. So, uh, Tyree kills just been way too consistent. He's pretty much always a top 24 finisher, top 12, uh, in a good chunk of these weeks, Jalen Waddle, when he needs to get it done, he gets it done. This will be a big game. This is, they're starting to feel the division slip and this is a must win game. Even though they have Teddy Bridgewater in, um, you got to start Tyree kill and Jalen Waddle. You just have to don't overthink it because, um, yeah, don't overthink Tua being out. Start your studs. Start them. All right, I'll go next. Uh, James Conner versus Atlanta. And this is a play that's, I mean, really based on volume here. In the last five games, he's had 22 touches, 19 touches, 21 touches, 28, and 16. He has a touchdown in his last five games. He is one of the main pieces in this offense. He's the guy that you drafted in the third round when he was RB 16, 15. He got hurt. You saw that, but he's healthy now. He's going against the land team that has a lot of a top 10 and most most yards allowed to running backs. Um, I think it's a great play, man. I, I think he could easily get you 20 points, especially in a PPR. Remember, Cole McCoy is the quarterback. This, I think, well, I'm going to promise he probably is not going to have more than five rushing yards. So he's not moving out in the pocket, bro. He's dumping the ball off. I wish he would have dumped the ball off a little bit more a couple weeks ago, but he will dump the ball off and get James Conner involved. So James Conner must start. From one stud running back to another who is basically the only major player on their team. It's Saquon Barkley. He's the he's like he's the offense. He is the best player on that team. Like he is probably the main reason why they're in the position that they're in. And because if you if you take him out of that offense, they're probably, you know, vying for that first pick in the draft next year. Like low key. Um, he faces the Colts, which have one of the worst run defenses and have allowed 14 rushing touchdowns, which is tied for fifth worst on the season. They have allowed just under 100 yards per game on the ground and over and just over 42 and a half in the passing game for running backs, as well as 5.6 receptions per game. Saquon is just going to get the ball and likely, very likely add to his 10 touchdowns he has on the season. Um, I think this is a perfect matchup for him at the perfect time. Your fantasy championship. You got to play him and follow him. He'll lead you the way he'll run through to championship land and bring you home that nice, whatever trophy you use to celebrate. 
Sorry. Okay. Uh, JJ's second guy that he listed for me was Christian McCaffrey. It's kind of wild if you're thinking about not starting Christian McCaffrey. Uh, The man is goaded. That's the best way to put it. Ever since he's moved to the team, he, I mean, there was some fears that he would be overshadowed just because they have Debo, Ayuk, Kittle. Like, they wouldn't have enough to go around. That clearly has not proven true for him. He he still looks like himself. The only difference is, is he's getting, I mean, he's not the offense anymore. He gets to come, like, he. they can give it to somebody else and not worry about it. Um, he's running back, what is it, four on the season. He's had two games outside the top 24, and that was his first week in San Francisco when he had a short week, and he was still running back 34, and then he had one bad week against the Saints, running back 41. Outside of that, he's been... 2, 11, 1, 2, 5, 14, 13. He's very consistent. He's getting the ball. He's catching the ball. He's scoring a touchdown. I mean, the man had is like the first player in forever to have a rushing, receiving, and throwing touchdown in a game. They do whatever they can with him. He's a, still a focal point of the offense, regardless of all the talent around him. It just means that he also gets to eat with everybody else. Debo still out. Start CMC. No question asked. Las Vegas, great matchup this week. He's going to burn him. He's going to cook him. The biggest worry you have for it is that everyone else is going to cook the Raiders too, and then they take their starters out. But And talk about cooking the Raiders, I'm picking George Kittle. We're going for on fire. Old beer pong rules, like Kobe. I told you. Last two weeks, he has 10 receptions, 213 yards, and four touchdowns. I mean, he is the main receiving option in this offense. I think I saw a a tweet that Debo could be back and playing in this game. But I think if he is back, he is going to be limited. So I still think Kittle is going to be the main uh, receiving option on this team going against the Raiders and the Raiders defense. I mean, it's just not a great defense. You know, they have a good pass rush, but I think the 49ers O-line can handle that. And after that, it's going to be, Going against the secondary and linebackers aren't very good. So, oh. also, I mean, they just bench your quarterback. Like, so I just, I don't think this is a good Raiders game. I think 49ers just cruise. I can definitely see George Kittle not going for three straight weeks of two touchdowns, but he can definitely get in the end zone and get over you know, 70 yards and five receptions. And for a tight end, that's a top three week, you know? I, so, I can see. Kittle getting his third straight week of two touchdowns. I'm not saying oh, it's happening, be, but I'd be cool. Yeah. You know, especially because then I can have a better victory lap than I did last week. He, so you want to know what I think is wild is two weeks ago, George Kittle was the number one tight end last week. He performed better. He had more fantasy points than he did the week before. And he was the number two tight end. He went from 23 points to 27 points and he went one to two. It's kind of actually number one. TJ Hawkins. Oh, yeah. I forgot. Man, yeah. So, Man had like 14 receptions, 120 yards, and two touchdowns as well. Um, yeah, great pick. George Kittle. Definitely, well, definitely. Yeah, I'm full start. of them. Yeah. That's why you listen to the podcast. So my last stud <laughs> is going to be C.D. Lamb. What became of C.D. Lamb, Clarice? 
I'll tell you what. He won your fantasy championship and had your opponent screaming. Some kind of screaming like a child's voice. Well, I would prefer this to be another player on his team for the purposes of this week and other reasons. It is undeniable what Lamb has done this season. He is the wide receiver six on the year and has two number one finishes. He faces the Tennessee Titans, which have allowed the third most yards, second most receptions and second most touchdowns to the receiver position. He has had back-to-back 120 or more yard games and is Dak Prescott's favorite target. This is another perfect time, perfect situation. Um, it's I can see him easily going off on uh, the Titans, but hopefully it is, happens to somebody else. But you should still play him regardless. <laughs> he can get he's going to get you points no matter what. Um, and he is a guy who will, uh, win you this league because as you know, a cornerback once tried to test him. He caught the touchdown with just one hand and a toe drag. Uh, I'm really glad we got to see that impersonation. Um, that's clipped and be ready to be sent out. Yeah. Anytime Keone applies for a job, Keone going like that. Yeah, that's shit. I gotta make a note of that. I gotta write that down. I'm sorry. Give me a second. I'm I'm going big for the the final you know one of 2022. You get to hear me sing some uh some Pokemon lyrics and do some uh Hannibal Lecter impressions. So. Well, that's it for Start Your Suds. That's and, it for uh, the podcast, guys. Yeah. You know, thanks for listening. Always thanks for watching Twitch. Um, in case you didn't know, we we live stream these podcasts the night before they're released. So Monday and Wednesday nights, usually starting about 8 o'clock. That's at twitch.tv slash daydreamermedia. Uh, you can catch us there. Ask us questions. Talk to us about anything. We We will almost talk about anything. Just ask us questions. You can no, also we will talk about everything. To be honest, what's what? What's almost? What are you really stopping? Oh, they dang. gotta be. They gotta ask for like politics or something. I'm not talking about. Oh, politics. Yeah, I'll give you my politics. Mm-hmm. I have not watched any news in a long time, but I'll give you some politics. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan has seen Veep. That's what he gets all his politics from. Was Veep? Never mind. All right. <laughs> We got a website. It's fantasydaydreamers.com. You can go to our YouTube. It's Daydreamer Media. Our Instagram, Twitter, FF Daydreamers. It's an HBO show, bro. The perfect answer. The perfect answer. It's an HBO show? Okay. It's an HBO show about the vice president. It's a comedy. It's it's just like... Oh, okay. Well, we can talk West Wing. I can talk about West Wing. I love West Wing. Great show back in the day. Aaron Sorkin, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you want to give us some money, we gladly mm. take money. There is a lot of stuff we do on there too. You get to see Keone's got characters like all cleaned up, everything nice. Mm. And that's patreon.com slash daydreamer media. Do we have any other plugs that I'm missing? FF Daydreamers on all the socials. I said that one. And the website, fancydaydreamers.com. Said that one. Nice job, guys. Um, That's okay. We didn't listen to you at all. I know. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Follow us on Bumble. I don't know. Follow Keone in real life. (laughs) Just be outside his house in the bushes. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming. Stay dreaming.